It's time for a cup of Joe. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Cup of Joe podcast. My name's Joe. I'll be your host throughout this here show. And today, in honor of it being the first episode of the podcast, we're just going to get to know each other a little better. We're going to share some firsts this morning. We're going to talk about our worst first day experiences, our first cartoon crushes, uh, as well as uh, just talking about some new music that I think you should check out as well. So sit back, grab that cup of coffee, and let's relive some of our worst first day memories together, shall we? Ah, first days. They can be super exciting. If you love learning, first day of school can be absolutely thrilling, whether or not it's your first day of high school, college, university, or also maybe it's your first day at a brand new job. You wake up feeling energized, maybe a little nervous, but in a good way. You know, you're getting those those butterflies flapping around in your stomach, and you think nothing can possibly go wrong. But then you get there, and you realize life isn't this Disney Channel made-for-TV moment you believed it was, and of course, inevitably, something horrifying happens. No one is immune to any of these moments. It's just a simple fact of life. Take, for example, my very first time being on air at my college campus radio station. I was in my second year at Humber College in the radio broadcasting program, and in your second year, you finally start to get some on-air experience if that's the the pathway that you choose. You want to be an announcer, you want to be a news reporter, you got time on the radio station. It was a year we finally really started to feel like broadcasters, or at least I did. And I can totally remember this moment like it was yesterday. I was all packed up. I'd stayed up late the night before getting all my breaks together, got up earlier to kind of try and polish them up a little bit. Headed out the door, onto the highway, into the studio, and totally forgot my headphones, which were conveniently left on the table in the front hallway of my parents' house. I left them there purposely, knowing that I was going to wake up, I was going to walk downstairs, be the first thing I see, grab it, put it in my bag, and walk out the door. Bonehead move on my part doing that, because I completely forgot them. Now, the way rules were broken down at the station was you had one hosting shift a week for one of four time slots. You were the main host. You had a traffic and entertainment shift where you were doing uh, traffic hits uh, throughout the show and also a couple of just like little one-minute entertainment breaks uh, every so often. It was almost kind of like a a co-host sort of. And then you also had a news person. So my very first shift, it was the first shift of the year actually, of any of us, I was doing uh, traffic and entertainment. And just as I'm about to start getting my traffic reports all up to date, like looking, seeing kind of what everything was going on and, you know, where things were congested, looking for if there was accidents or anything like that. Just as I'm doing all that, my program director comes in and says that I'm not allowed to finish writing out my breaks until I find a pair of headphones to use. Now, this is like eight o'clock in the morning, On a Monday, majority of our classmates aren't even in class yet, and I have no headphones, and I'm not allowed to go on air if I don't have my headphones. So frantically 
running around, knocking on all the doors, seeing if any classes started that morning, seeing if any of my friends potentially have uh, a set of headphones that I could borrow. Eventually found someone who was living in res at the time to come on over, let me use the headphones. But I only got them about a minute before I went on air. Needless to say, I did not finish typing out any of my breaks or getting my traffic reports together. And uh, this is kind of what that break ended up sounding like. Okay, so actually I totally lost the audio of that break, but that complete silence was probably better than anything that I actually said on air. I couldn't get any words out at all was frantically flipping between like three or four different tabs which updated live on kind of traffic feeds and stuff like that and just trying to keep up with the ttc website and the go website i it it was it was an absolute wreck i don't think i actually had a solid shred of traffic information and to top it all off in our second year in the radio program at humber our announcing classes were basically these giant air checks. So an air check is basically like a critique. In most radio stations, you'll have your program director or maybe assistant program director as well kind of sit down with you, go through some of your shows, and just kind of critique and just see where you're at and see kind of what works and what doesn't, and you kind of build your show um, around that. So to get us prepared for that, we would all get together our teacher would just randomly play clips from different shows and we would constructively critique one another. And that's how we got graded. And it is the most embarrassing thing to be sitting in front of like 20, almost 30 people in this classroom and that break comes on and you have to talk about it and you have to critique it. It is just like one of the most gut-wrenching feelings like you know it's coming and you know it's gonna be talked about like we were the first show and then the next day we had a class where we were critiquing everything that was happening like the day before it was it was awful (laughs) i was so embarrassed now there's one of two ways you can go about reacting to something like that i could have very easily broken down and freaked out and been terrified to go back on air which deep down I kind of really wanted to do or use it as a learning learning experience just as a way to always be prepared and and like I said I I did choose uh the latter of those two options definitely chose to use that as a big learning experience thankfully it was only on our campus radio station uh there's people in like two hallways that probably heard me if they were even paying attention that early in the morning so that kind of helped ease the blow a little bit and also it was one of those moments where again just looking at it from a learning standpoint you go huh so that's the lowest I can go like that is that's where I started was this this horrible garbage break there's literally nowhere to go but up from here and it made going on air so much easier after that even once I left school and started working in radio and that's kind of what life is all about 
just learning from our mistakes, no matter how big or how small. It's all just about kind of looking at how it affected us in that moment, knowing that it's done, that moment's passed. What can I learn from that experience? How can I grow? What can I learn from? What was I not doing? What did I perhaps not pay attention to? Now, there's still many a times where um, I feel like I'm still learning that lesson about uh, being prepared and throughout my radio career, definitely did that. But that's life. That's just what happens. And you can't dwell on it. You can't be mad about it. You just got to look at it objectively, learn where you could have improved and just kind of go from there. Have you ever had a moment like that? Let me know what your worst first day experience was over on Twitter at Podcast Cup. And uh, let's shed some of our uh, valuable life lessons to one another. From our first day experiences to our first crushes. Now, there's a story that I found trending around Twitter for a couple days last week, kind of caught my eye. It was the hashtag first cartoon crush. Because, you know, first celebrity crushes are are so cliche, so played out. We all know what those ones are. But it was crazy to see, though, the reactions from people just hopping on that trending hashtag and seeing who people had kind of crushes on when they were when they were kids probably and i feel like you can learn a lot about a person through uh through what cartoons they liked and what they watched some really popular ones that i saw were obviously a lot of the different disney princes like prince eric from little mermaid aladdin from aladdin but then you had a lot of uh sailor moon figures going around obviously sailor moon herself and the whole team but also saw probably more tuxedo mask crushes you also had she-ra you had jessica rabbit any of the disney princesses as well but i gotta say after seeing some people's reactions and doing a little thinking myself i don't know if i ever had like that first like cartoon crush you know does that make me a weirdo like as as much as i love cartoons and as much as i still do very much enjoy cartoons especially being a voice actor I don't think I ever looked at a cartoon and was like, oh, yeah, if you were real, I'd take you out for a slice of pizza or like whatever dumb thing my brain would think was like a dope date idea at that time. But I guess, I mean, if I had to pick someone, it would probably be uh, April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, like the original, like 1980s version. I mean, come on. She was intelligent. She was resourceful, driven, strong. She didn't let those turtles boss her around and tell her what to do, or any man for that matter. She just went right on doing what she was doing, what she felt was right, and I really, I really love that. Wow, I feel like uh, we both just learned uh, a lot about me in that one segment, so <clears throat> on to let's talk about some music. All right, let's dive in to this world of music. If you're a big music lover like myself, you might find yourself really looking forward to Fridays more than the average person, because not only is it the start to the weekend, but it's normally new music release day. Generally, that's when albums uh, start to roll out, maybe a couple singles as well from some artists. Um, This past Friday, one of my favorite bands, uh, St. Catherine's very own Alexis on Fire, 
released a brand new song called Complicit. Now, in case you don't know, Alexis on Fire is, in my opinion, probably the best like post-punk, post-melodic, hardcore rock band around. They're just five dudes from the St. Catharines, Niagara region, a band that honestly, like people weren't playing hardcore music on the radio at all. Like that wasn't a thing, but they somehow broke that mold and, you know, were featured on TV with their music videos and featured on the radio as well and stuff. And and they were that one band that kind of blended a bunch of stuff together from like punk to metal to emo math rock kind of stuff. They were banned for about 10 years, officially from 2001 to 2011. Then they kind of broke up for a bit, came back, did a small farewell tour, only to return later in 2015. They slowly kind of got back together, did a couple small scattered tours and shows, but they didn't release any new music. That is until probably about a month ago, after eight years after their last release, they finally came back and they put out a song, Familiar Drugs. Familiar Drugs was the first new release from Alexis on Fire since their Dog's Blood EP came out in November of 2010. So almost 10 years later. Um, and it was a really cool way to show um, that they were back and they just wanted to release music at their own pace, saying that they were just going to focus on putting out that one single And after waiting for so long, I did not think that they were going to come out with another song this quickly. Like I said, this Friday that just passed released a brand new song called Complicit. Now, this one is totally different from Familiar Drugs, which I'm I'm really kind of digging. I didn't expect it, but it's not so much heavier, kind of stoner, sludgy uh, metal rock sound. Complicit is a very punk rock sounding song. Like right from the opening riff, it sounds like it was almost, uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, a kind of like gallows riff or something that Wade would also use in uh, his other band, Black Lungs. Familiar drugs to Complicit, there are these two very different kind of feeling songs. Like they both have a lot of energy to them. But where familiar drugs, you can kind of picture a crowd bobbing along, kind of like nodding their heads and stuff, like really get into it, like swinging around a little bit and stuff. Like most kind of stoner rock songs, like they they really have that feeling. Complicit just makes you want to move. That song, when they play it on tour this summer, can just picture it being this super high energy sing-along song there's gonna be some big old mosh pits it's just gonna be that song that gets kids jumping up and down and pushing each other all around so if you're going to any of the uh, alexis on fire shows this summer there's my little summer tour be prepared for that because <laughs> that's definitely going down and just the ferociousness that you get with that kind of uh punk quality fits really well with the subject matter of the song. Their main vocalist, George, actually said recently uh, in a statement that complicit is about recognizing the unfair advantages we are afforded as white heterosexual males. Uh, He then went on further to say, it's about rejecting regressionist ideas of racism, misogyny, and heterosupremacy. 
It's about accepting that there is no freedom and no future in a world that is not inclusive. I highly suggest you go ahead and you give it a listen. Now, with all of that, who are you currently listening to? What is your uh, musical obsession or who is your musical obsession right now? You can let me know online at Podcast Cup on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be sure to check it out. I am always on the hunt for new music, on the hunt for new albums and new artists to listen to. And uh, and who knows? Maybe I'll feature that artist on the next episode. All right, we did it. That's it. You made it to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope it helped get you through uh, your morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening. Really appreciate it. But before we go today, I actually really want to take a take a quick moment to dedicate my show to uh, a local Toronto musical icon and just an absolutely incredible all-around human being, Dave Bookman. Now, unfortunately, he... Uh, passed away last week uh last tuesday and you might remember bookie as he was known on air uh from his time as a host on cfny's 102.1 the edge and most recently as the midday host on indie 88 he was just incredible i can remember when i was a kid and my brother first introduced me to the edge and i started listening to bookie and just the way he would get excited just his passion for music and what it could do for people just cut through like nothing else I was listening to on the radio at that time now I count myself super lucky as I was able to also experience that passion with working alongside him as well at Indie 88 and it wasn't just music that Bookie was super passionate about he loved Young and the Restless. He loved sports. He was just a man who loved life. And I think that's what I love the most and what I'll miss the most about Bucky. He was unbelievably kind, humble, passionate, weird. And his infectious positive attitude just you couldn't escape it. It didn't matter who you were, what department you worked in. You mattered to Bookie. He would take the time to just want to get to know you and to make you feel welcome. And I think that's something that we can all learn from his time here. Be passionate, be humble, be sincere, and above all, keep rocking. That does it for the first episode of the Cup of Joe podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can follow along with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Cup so you know what's coming. Have a great week, and I'll see you next Monday. Mm-hmm.